Have you ever felt like someone was watching you only to turn around and find no one there? Or you see someone in your peripheral vision only to stare into an empty space when you look? For me, it's not a matter of have I, but more so how many times I encountered these odd events. Welcome to The Fourth Hour, a podcast where I share stories based on my own real ghostly and inexplainable experiences along with a few true stories told to me that made me scared to be alone in the dark. I'm your host, Athena S. And if you're a fan of scary but true stories, you may be interested in what you'll hear in this podcast. You may even have explanations to the tales I tell here, or better yet, you might even have a story of your own to share. In either case, I'd love to hear your thoughts and your own chilling encounters. For now though, join me as I begin with my very first memory of my encounter with the paranormal. Growing up in a family of six can be pretty chaotic. For a five-year-old like myself at the time, I learned to adapt in an environment where standard loud voices can be heard from all over the house. At the time, I lived with my parents, older brother, and grandparents, the typical Asian family setting. I was never exposed to ghost stories, urban legends, or any scary tales at the time. So what I experienced, I'm quite sure it wasn't just based on my imagination. During this period, my parents worked a lot on the weekdays while I mostly stayed at home with my grandparents and brother. I remember one afternoon, as I was busy catching up on the kid shows, I saw my grandfather sitting on his regular wicker chair just off to the left of my peripheral vision. I didn't think much about it at first because it didn't seem unusual. However, I soon realized that after another show finished, he never moved from the spot. Realizing this, I finally turned around, but his chair was empty. I thought that was weird, but nothing to worry about as TV brought me back to its attention. You know, typical five-year-old thinking. However, it kept happening more and more frequently. Sometimes it would be my grandmother sitting in her own chair that was beside my grandfather's, but other times it would be both my grandparents. Every time this happened, though, they always appeared in my peripheral vision. Whenever I noticed them, I knew my real grandparents were around the house somewhere or out on a stroll, but definitely not sitting on their chairs. I also began to notice that these grandparents looked paler in comparison to the real ones, and their clothes looked darker. Whenever they were in the chairs, they never interacted with me and never moved. They just looked straight ahead. And every time I would turn to look, they would disappear. One day, though, unexpectedly, these typical sightings changed. This is something I remember very vividly, as I can still recall it from time to time. It was a Saturday morning, and I heard my dad yell to my mom from downstairs that he was running a few errands with my grandparents. I heard the door close. The key turned in the lock, and then it was silent. Finally, I could go back to sleep, I thought. I felt like a few minutes later, I suddenly heard a voice calling from downstairs. Athena, come down. Come down. Come down here. At first, I had a hard time placing whose voice it was. My mom was in her room, presumably asleep. My older brother was also asleep. My grandparents were supposed to be out with my dad. 
How come there was a voice calling out to me? Then it came again. Come down. Come down. Come down here. As I listened closely at this time, I realized the voice belonged to my grandma. I yelled back, Are you supposed to be out with dad? Silence again. Then the voice came back. Come down. Come down here, Athena. I was puzzled and wondering why she's here, but I was also taught to listen to your elders, so rather than question her further, I got up and walked down the hallway to the stairs. One step, two steps, three steps, and by the fourth, I could see our couch situated vertically in front of me. Sitting on it was my grandmother, looking straight ahead and not facing me as I was coming down the stairs. I thought something was weird that I couldn't wrap my five-year-old brain around. I stopped midway, rubbed my sleepy eyes again to make sure it really was Grandma. She seemed to look normal, except that her clothes looked a little darker and her face was a little more pale than usual. I asked her, Aren't you supposed to be out with Dad? She didn't move, and I just stood there starting to feel a bit of fear creeping into my brain. Finally, my grandmother's head started to turn to face me. She grinned in an almost sinister, evil way, and I knew in that instant that this thing in front of me was definitely not my grandmother. I froze, consumed by the fear of whatever it was, not knowing what to do. The thing made me feel threatened, like it was the predator and I was its prey. Although feeling scared and helpless, Suddenly, a five-year-old idea popped into my brain that I should close my eyes in case I was really dreaming and also hoping the thing would just go away. I quickly brought my hands to my eyes and after I opened them, it was gone. I ran to the kitchen, looked around the living room, went to the front door, but I couldn't find anyone. I ran up the stairs again and barged into my parents' room to find my mom and get an answer to the uncertainties I had. Mom? I asked. Where's Grandma? She's out with your dad. I thought you heard him before he left. I just nodded and closed the door. After that day, I still saw my grandparents' doppelgangers from time to time. There were no more interactions after that, and soon we moved. Growing up and looking back to that time, there are countless explanations to that experience, especially from my Asian culture. Specifically, when I recounted what happened to my family members, the elder generation would always tell me that the thing that was calling to come down was an evil spirit that wanted to manipulate me as a child to perhaps cause deadly harm in order to take over my body, or so I would join it in death, presumably in hell. So the meaning of come down really meant come down to hell. Thank you for joining me in this episode. Feel free to share your thoughts or send me your own scary tales at the fourth hour podcast at gmail.com and I might read it in future episodes. Music in this episode is provided by audioaudix.com. I hope you'll tune in next time for more true stories from the fourth hour.